Hello, hello to God's most wonderful people. God's wonderful, holy people. You. And to Jesus be the praise. I'm in the car. Say hello, my dear Marie, who's driving. And Chad, hello, hello. he says, hello, hello, I'm sure you heard him. A few days ago, you know, I was with you in the car again, going to the same uh, event. I was amazed, by the way, totally amazed by the numbers. Just on Facebook alone, over 275,000 and still growing. So to Jesus be the praise. And here we are again, to, uh, you know, today going to the same place. Heavy traffic, like a few days ago. But I want to talk to you today about the seven wealth transfers. Listen, right before God took Israel out of Egypt, He gave them the wealth of the Egyptians. I believe just before the rapture, and we're almost there, God will give you the wealth of the sinner that you might finance the last day harvest. We are about to see, hallelujah, we are about to see the greatest move of God, I believe, on earth we've ever seen. Through the church, we are going to see evangelism on a scale we have not seen before. Because I think the coming days will be so full of fear for the people, it's already there, of course, but it's going to increase and intensify. And people will look for an answer. They are already, I know, but they'll be crying it out for the answer. And you will have it because you know the answer. He is the answer. Jesus is the answer. So the Bible, I'm glad you said amen, Marie. The Bible talks about how to prepare, how to prepare for the coming wealth transfer. I know you may have heard about that, but I'm telling you, we're closer to it than ever right now. And God waited till the last minute with Israel, as He will with us. So, but we have to get ready today. So the Bible says, beginning in Job, let's just pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for what you are going to show us again through your holy word. Bless your people today mightily in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. I like coming to you from the car and I'm enjoying it already. All right. Job 22, beginning at verse 21. Here's what the Bible says. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee. Receive, I pray, the law from his mouth and lay up his words in thine heart. If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. Thou shalt put away iniquity far from thy tabernacles, or meaning your home and family. Then shalt thou lay up gold as dust, and the gold of Ophir as the stones of the brooks. So, that prosperity is guaranteed, it's coming. But we have to do three things here, it says. Number one, acquaint now yourself with Him. Acquaint, get closer to the Lord. Acquaint now thyself with him. Number one. Now, number two. Be at peace with him. Be at peace. Live a, a righteous life that you might be at peace with the Lord. And then it says, receive the law from his mouth. Receive his word. Three keys here are given to us in Job 22, beginning at verse 21. Number one, acquaint yourself with the Lord, meaning get close to him. Number two, be at peace with him. 
lay sin aside from your life and let righteousness rule. And number three, receive his word. The minute that happens, get ready for the wealth transfer to begin. Now, we all know, we all know Psalm 24, verse 1. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So all the wealth belongs to God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. In Psalm 50, verse 10, the cattle on a thousand hills is his. Hallelujah. Drive safely, my dear Marie, up there. Thank you. Okay, so God is about to pour out his abundance on us if we do the right thing, because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The cattle on a, on a thousand hills is the Lord's. So here's what we have to do. We have to do what Abraham did, what Isaac did, what Jacob did, what Joseph did, what Israel did. We have to do what Solomon did. And when we obey the law of God, we will see prosperity guaranteed. I'll tell you something that is so amazing. Uh, in Job 27, I want to read this to you. Beginning at verse 13, here's what it says. It says, this is the portion of a wicked man with God. Here's what God allows the wicked to get. He allows them to prosper, so at the end that prosperity will come our way. This is the portion of a wicked man with God, and the heritage of oppressors which they shall receive of the Almighty. If his children be multiplied, it's for the sword, and his offspring shall not be satisfied with bread. Those that remain of him shall be buried in death, and his widows will not weep. Though he heap up silver as dust, though he heap up silver as dust, and prepare raiment as the clay, he may prepare it, God says. He may, God allows him to become rich. He may prepare it, but the just shall put it on, and the innocent shall divide the silver. It's very clear in God's word that God allows the wicked to prosper for one reason only. So at the end, he will give it to those who walk with the Lord. And saints, it's about to happen. All right. Look at Job 36, verse 5. Behold, God is mighty and despiseth not any. He's mighty in strength and wisdom. He preserves not the life of the wicked, but gives right to the poor. Wow. Or justice to the oppressed. He withdraws not his eyes from the righteous, but with kings are they on the throne. Yea, he doth establish them forever, and they are exalted. If they be bound in fetters, and behold it in cause of affliction, meaning the righteous, then he shows them their work, and their transgression that they have exceeded. He opens also their ear to discipline. He commands that they return from iniquity, if they obey and serve him. So God allows the wicked to go on, but when he sees the righteous going away from his righteousness, he will speak to him. And he brings him back to himself, and if they obey and serve him, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. That's in the Bible. 
think about what the Bible says in Haggai chapter 2 verse 9 uh, sorry chapter 2 verse 7 through verse 9 and I'll go back to see how the saints prepared it says uh, in verse 7 it says shall they not rise up suddenly they that shall bite thee and awake that shall vex thee and thou shalt be booties unto them because thou hast spoiled many nations all the remnant of the people shall spoil thee because of the man's blood and for the violence of the land of the city of and of all that dwell therein woe to him that covets an evil covetousness to his house that he may set his nest on high that he may be delivered from the power of evil so here we we see something very very powerful in Haggai 2 verse uh, 7 through verse 9 God is warning those who set up their houses high who are covetous so we are to seek the Lord not money we are to look to the Lord not money because it says woe to him that covets an evil covetousness to his house that he may set his nest on high that he may be delivered from the power of evil a lot of people think money will deliver them from the power of evil and God says no there's only one thing that will deliver you from the power of evil, including poverty, and that is when you seek the Lord and obey Him. That's a powerful verse there from, from Habakkuk. Okay, so we know the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof. We know the cattle on a thousand hills is His. So it says in Genesis 12, beginning at verse 10, right through 13, verse 2, how Abraham walked with God and God prospered him, gave him the wealth of Pharaoh. Why? Because he walked with God and did that which was pleasing to the Lord. So he received the wealth of the sinner when he walked with God. He goes down to Egypt. He tells Sarai, don't say you're my wife, say you're my sister. So now Pharaoh says, okay, I'm going to marry her. He pays him for it, gives him cattle, servants, and so on. Then he discovers that, no, she is his wife, gives him his wife back, never asks for the money back. He goes back to the promised land in Genesis 13, a wealthy man. Why? Because favor was on his life. Favor was on his life. Because he walked with God at a time of wickedness. At a time of wickedness. You think about Isaac in Genesis 26. When it says he sowed in famine. I know you've heard that before. But we need to be reminded. He sowed at times of great trouble in the land people were losing the farms and cattle but he believed in the Lord his God and the Lord said I am with you and I will bless you and as a result he prospered when he obeyed God I'm probably talking to someone right now that needs an immediate miracle financially I'm sure I'm talking to someone who really needs to hear from God on what to do about your financial situation. I faced many such moments in my life. I remember the time when I had a serious legal problem. And I was told by my lawyer, if you can come up with 100000 by morning, it'll be all over. I did not know where the money would be coming from. And I was watching my, my grandchild, Abby. She was learning how to swim at that time. And the Lord spoke to me to call a lady who was a partner of mine. 
And I didn't really feel comfortable calling her. And the Lord said, call Linda. Not knowing that God had spoken to her that morning in prayer to give the 100000 to our ministry. And I said, Lord, I need a miracle. And God spoke to her. And then she said, Lord, if this is you, have him call me. Have Benny and call me. I had just sowed $10,000 into the ministry. Just sown 10000 I said, Lord, we need a miracle. And God spoke to her before I could finish praying. Before I could finish asking what, while I'm watching my granddaughter swim. I called Lara Mariello, who's on staff. I said, call Linda, see if this is, you know, just kind of test the waters for me. And she told him, she said, I've been praying all morning. If, if I had heard from God that Benihin would call me, I called her. The 100,000 was there in the morning, but I had to sow that seed that day before of, uh, of 10,000. And the 100 came the next morning, right on time, as the Lord said, if you can come up with 100,000 by morning, by morning, God always comes on time for us. But we have to obey Him. No miracles ever happen without pain in our soul and being. Come on. When, when a man goes sowing precious seed, precious seed means it's the last he's got. Precious seed means it's going to be sown in pain. Will doubtless come again rejoicing with his harvest. It happened to me. I'm not talking about somebody else. And it's happened to me more than once, more than once in my lifetime. And I feel today I'm talking to somebody who really needs to hear this. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He did it for Abraham and for Isaac when he gave them the wealth of sinners. I mean, think about Abimelech was losing and Isaac was gaining. And he gained a hundredfold in a year when Abimelech couldn't even see what know what he'll do the next week and that's why they envied him it says in Genesis 20, 26 think about what God did for Jacob and Jacob made a vow to God on the way to the house of Laban he said if, if you'll take care of me I'll give you 10% so now God Almighty brings him back having given him the wealth of Laban think about that that's what it says in Genesis. Can we read it together? I know you may have read it already, but I'm telling you, saints, faith comes by hearing, not by what we heard yesterday, but but what we hear today. So, Genesis 31, beginning at verse 6 through verse 9, and now Jacob is speaking and says, and you know that with all my power I've served your father, talking to his wives, Leah and Rachel. And your father has deceived me, changing my wages ten times. But God did not allow him to hurt me. If he said the speckled will be your wages, then the cattle bear speckled sheep and goats. If he said the ring straight, then we had ring straight. But God has taken away the cattle of your father and given them to me. God intervened in his own nature and creation to bless Jacob because Jacob obeyed God and walked with him. And I believe God will intervene in his own creation if he has to, to bless your life. God is God. He's almighty. 
He, he can do anything if you simply do what he says. Obey his word, love him, serve him. That's what the Bible says. If they obey and serve me, they'll spend their days in prosperity. You cannot take that out of, you know, out of the Bible. It's in the Bible. Think about Joseph, okay? Here he is, sold into slavery. He's in a pit. He loses everything. Goes to prison for years. Never lost faith in God and all that. Never lost faith in God. God gave him wisdom and favor even while he was in prison. And then in one day promotes him to the, to the governor of Egypt and gives him the wealth of Egypt. But we know that he was a giver himself. We know that from what we see in the book of Genesis written about him and his father and his family because he believed in the Lord his God. Listen. He gave his service with all his heart to Potiphar. That was a giving young man under slavery. He gave his best in the prison that's why he was promoted. That's why he had favor. He was a hard worker. They didn't pay him. He was not paid by Potiphar. You don't pay slaves. You don't pay prisoners. He was a giver. And he caused his master to prosper. Potiphar so prospered that he gave all into the hands of Joseph later. Remember that? That's a giver. Even being a giver to wicked men. He was giving them of his abilities, his strength, his talents. So it's not about money. It's about giving, a giving heart. Joseph had a giving heart. Otherwise, he would not have, have, have been promoted by the Egyptians. And God saw his giving heart. And later, we see him giving again and again and again throughout his life. Don't you remember when Jacob came? Joseph sent all those wagons full of food and supplies to his dad. He was a giver, huh? He was honoring God by honoring his own father. Don't you remember when he gave his brothers the money back? Giving, huh? He was a giver. God blesses givers. So here he is now prospering becoming the governor of Egypt. And think about that Pharaoh says, you know, nobody can lift up hand or foot. This is in in Genesis 41, beginning at verse 13. He says, no one can lift up hand or foot till you say so, Joseph. What authority is that? You know, you can't win favor just because you interpret dreams. You win that kind of favor because God is with you. Because you're obeying the Lord. Hallelujah. Because God has favored your life. And only givers are favored. Only givers are favored by God. Look at Cornelius. God favored him, right? And he was a Gentile. Had not heard the gospel ever. Was outside the covenant. But he was a giver. As, and because he was a giver, God favored him. And talked to Peter to go and preach the gospel to him. And the whole Gentile world opened up because of one man. Who had favor on his life. 
Think about the nature of Israel in slavery 430 years. And God says one day, give me a lamb from every house. I want a lamb. They were slaves. They didn't even have the money to buy lambs. To some of them, it was a sacrificial thing that, that, they, that they had done. They gained favor with God by applying the blood. God protected them and gave them the wealth of Egypt because he knew they were about to leave and walk through the Sinai Desert to build him a tabernacle. They had so much gold when they left, enough earrings to build a calf. Enough earrings on some of the people to build that calf that they worshipped. And God did not leave them or forsake them. The cloud didn't leave and the fire didn't leave even though they made the calf. Favor. God favored Israel in such a way that clothes didn't grow old on them. Their shoes grew up with them. The clothing grew up with them. Their feet didn't swell in the in the desert. I was on the Sinai and my shoes were destroyed in just one day. Imagine 40 years. Favor that God put on them. And they were givers. And Moses asked them to come and give for the tabernacle. They gave so much that he, he you know, finally had to say no more. He finally had to say no more. They were beyond givers. The Jewish people are taught to give from childhood. That's why they're so blessed. That's why the best doctors, professors, scientists, and on are Jews. Because they know how to give. It's time we do the same as God's people. Favor comes that way, saints. And Solomon, think about in in uh, first first Kings ten twenty three, he was the richest man that ever ever lived, and he was a giver. What did he give to God, or his father gave for the building of the temple? Remember that they put aside all that gold for the Lord, all that silver and jewelry for the for the Lord. And Solomon was so blessed because he, he too was a giver. In Chronicles, it talks about how when David and Solomon gathered the elders of Israel and gave an offering for the temple and then asked the leaders to give. And David and his whole family gave tons of gold that he had gained from wars and his family to give to the Lord for the temple. They were givers. And that's why God blessed Solomon with such favor. So, there's seven wealth, wealth transfers in the Bible. Number one, Abraham. Two, Isaac. Three, Jacob. Four, Joseph. Five, Israel. Six, Solomon. And the seventh is you. If we do what God calls us to do. The seventh is us. We are number seven. On our way to heaven. Hallelujah. It says so in the word. The wealth of the sinner belongs to the righteous. The Bible tells us very, very, very clearly something very powerful. And I'm going to close with this in Isaiah chapter 60. All right? Now, I'm going to pray with you right now that God Almighty will bless you, bless you, bless you over and over again. Then thou shalt see and flow together. Your heart will fear and be enlarged. Because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee, and the forces or the prosperity or the wealth of the Gentiles is coming to you. That's Isaiah 60, verse 5. 
Now, I just gave you the word of God for this. And I'm going to ask you to give to the Lord's work because giving brings favor. That's the greatest harvest I think we can receive is favor. I know people look for money. It's favor. Favor is way better than money because favor will keep money coming. Favor will, 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 will keep prosperity on you. That everything you do will prosper. Everything you touch will prosper. When you live the Christian life as we ought to, and I know you do, and when we give. So I'm encouraging you today to really give to the, to the Lord's work. Increase your seed. Intensify your faith. Because God looks at your faith. He doesn't look at the amount. He looks at the faith it produces. At the faith it produces. Because you know, not, ev- not, not everyone can give large, large amounts. But let's give the best we can. Let's increase our gift. Because increasing our gift is increasing our faith, you know. Our faith gets higher when our gift goes higher. So Lord, in Jesus' holy name, I pray right now, Lord, from this car here in Houston, that you will speak to your people, Lord. That you'll favor them like you have favored Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and Israel and Solomon. Lord, favor them, I pray in Jesus' name, as they give to your work. And Lord, you promised us the wealth of the sinner is coming our way very soon, very soon. And Lord, I pray as your people give, they'll they'll be in line to receive. Because the righteous are in line to prosper. Legally in line to prosper. In the house of the righteous is treasure, your word says. Bless them now. In the mighty name of Jesus as they obey you. And God's people say, guys, Amen. 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 All right, let's do it now for the Lord. Let's do it now for the Lord. All right, you can give on the platform you're watching me on. You can give by going to benihin.org. You can give by texting on your phone, BHM45777. I'm asking many of you to become monthly partners with our ministry, that God will bless you. If you don't know how to become a partner, Send me an email and I'll send you all the info. Pastor Benny at BennyHen.org. And then I'll see you next week for a whole week of teachings. And this will be a glorious week. You know how I know? I know it right in here. And the Lord spoke to me to come to you daily to strengthen you and, and hold your hands up. So now it's time to give to the Lord's work so God can bless you and put you in line to prosper as that wealth transfer comes your way. God bless you. God love you. And I'll see you Monday. Have a great weekend. Go go to church on Sunday. But I'll see you Monday. Love you. Shalom. Bye-bye.